Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. Got to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. Welcome back. Jason and I are here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are just absolutely overwhelmed by the fact that Roe versus Wade has now been overturned. It's just crazy. The Dobbs case, the Supreme Court, it's a very exciting time, but it's not the end of the battle. It's just in the middle of the battle. It's not the beginning, and it's not the end. It's right smack in the middle of the battle. And now is an opportunity for believers around the country to step in and help these mothers that feel like they have no other choice. It's, it was vital that Roe v. Wade be overturned. It was a lie from the get-go. Even Jane Roe, who was a personal friend of ours, she's now passed away. Yep. But we were there when our dad baptized her, and she gave her heart to the Lord when her lesbian partner, Connie, gave her heart to the Lord. We baptized her in a little blow-up swimming pool. It was crazy. Yeah. So this is we, were, we grew up in it, but it was all. She never even got an abortion. It was all steeped in lies, and it's been... The, the slaughter of the unborn. And why on earth would Jason and I, here we are business leaders, this is a business podcast, and now we're talking about Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Everybody that stands for abortion on the business side of things, they're voicing their support for what they call women's health or women's choice, completely ignoring the fact that it's an unborn child. And if you're really for women's health and a woman's choice, are you developing and building a network of mentor families to help these mothers? Uh, if they get an abortion or if they don't get an abortion, no, you're not. But here's what our business has done. By God's amazing grace, we leveraged our business early on for kingdom impact and started a pro-life ministry called Cities for Life here in our hometown of Charlotte that God put on our hearts. And I'll never forget the time that the Lord convicted both Jason and me. Well, let me just stop for one second because I want to go back. If you've read our book, Expert Ownership, you you know the story that we tell how David and I had built our company uh, by God's grace, we started a franchise, and it grew to 100 locations. And we would have a franchise conference every year. And when they would come in, we would always make sure that we focused more on why we make money more than just, hey, we're going to help you make money. Now, we got to the practicals, but David and I always talked about why we'd make money. And we used this analogy one year. I remember David and I, we had our foundation started and we were we had started a pro-life ministry and we were pumping money into seeing that abortion would come to an end. This is back in 2010. And I remember standing up on stage and and spoke this to our group. I said, you know, imagine if you're a Christian business owner in 1942 Nazi Germany and business is booming. I mean, it's going really well. Now, there is some political stuff going on where, you know, your president Hitler, they didn't call him a president, but Chancellor, your leader there, he had some views that you didn't really uh, agree with, but so long as you stayed quiet about this whole Jew thing, your business was going to keep going well, but you knew that if you jumped into defending the Jews or you know speaking on their behalf, then you, you could actually lose business. But then one day you're out playing golf and you hear, have heard about this place called Auschwitz, which was in your mind a recreation facility for these Jews, even though they're being uprooted from their homes and going to these recreational facilities. 
and you're out golfing in Oswich and you've got a bunch of buddies that you're golfing with and you're sitting there talking business and then you see smoke coming up from over the horizon and you make your way over and right at the 18th hole just before you tee off you look and you can see the actual full concentration camp of Auschwitz and you realize you know what that smoke that that's that are those shoes that I see wait wait I see I mean they they could see gold teeth from people they next thing you know you look into another place and you see dead bodies in that moment what are you thinking like hey I can't wait to get back to the office to close that deal like I should call my my assistant and make sure that she reserves me and my colleagues, my buddies here, some reservations at the chop house. No, you're not thinking about any of that stuff. What you're thinking about in that moment is, wow, I need to do something. I need to leverage my influence in business to do something about helping these Jewish brothers and sisters here. I need to do something. You see, right now we're not talking about all the businesses in Nazi Germany in the early 40s that made great money and probably had incredible products. We're not talking about any of them today. You know who we're talking about? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, another guy named Martin Niemöller. These Schindler. are just small pastors. Small business yeah. owner. Robert Schindler. But these these are just small pastor type people, and, uh, and, and, and we're talking about them because of how they stood with courage. So what David and I wanted to talk about today in uh, on our Expert Ownership Podcast was the importance of using your business to impact and influence the culture in which you live. Your business was given to you by God to be salt and light into the world. And it's not just about salvations. Yes, that does. It does include that. But it's about discipleship and it's about discipling your nation because that's what Jesus calls us to. So shining your light looks like using your business to influence the culture in which you stand. And so that's what David and I wanted to talk about today and, and actually give you a little story about how God brought us into this mindset and how important that it is. If we were half as passionate about light as those who push darkness are about darkness, I mean, we would instantly win this culture back for Christ. But we have got to understand that it is our opportunity, it is our time as believers to step into this moment. Roe v. Wade's been overturned. It's going back to the states. It's already back at the states. 20-some states have trigger laws, and there's all kinds of now pro, pro-life, fully pro-life states. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that the women in those states are no longer going to want or need an abortion? Not that they need an abortion, but want an abortion? No, that's not going to change. We have to change the culture, which means the church has to mobilize. Yeah, We can't just sit and wait on pastors. We're marketplace people. We're the ones that get things done, too. So we can be in the marketplace. We can help. We can use our business. We can ask our churches to be houses of refuge. Are we going to be a house of refuge for these mothers in our churches or in these mothers in our communities that feel like abortion is their only option? And when they say, okay, well, I can't get an abortion here in this state. I can go to another state and get an abortion. But you know what? I heard my pastor talk about this, and I've chosen to give life. Now, what are we going to do, business leader? Can we help? resource these mothers can we help put them up this is what we do here in charlotte by god's amazing grace i'm just going to give you a little story about the ministry here in in, in a little bit but by god's amazing grace yes we have over 300 mentor families just in the charlotte metro area that when a mom chooses life they immediately they go to the prenatal visits with her they help financially with her they throw they they along in partnership with their their local church they'll throw her a baby shower and just help this isn't all just about saving an unborn child, which that's, that is incredibly important, but this is also helping and healing and restoring and nourishing the mom. 
and hopefully the dad if we can find him and get a hold of him. And so that's this is an important thing. This is a moment for life. This is a way that we can actually disciple the nation. And it's not just going to sit. It's not going to happen if we just sit back as yeah. marketplace ministers. And God is calling entrepreneurs. I was talking to a pastor the other day, and he, and he's like, "Man, I'm just so discouraged because so many of my pastor buddies are are backing out of the fight, you know, and and not engaging in culture with the truth of the gospel. And so many of them are going woke." And, and I told him, I said, you know, the answer for the pastors is the entrepreneur. It's the financially free men and women who, by God's grace, love Jesus with all their heart. And what we need to do and we're, we're, as, as a part of these churches is to rally other entrepreneurs together around our pastors and say, Pastor, listen, here's the deal. We want you to talk about marriage. We want you to talk about life. We want you to talk about God's definition of sexuality. And, and we want you to combat some of this some of these lies and the evil that's going on and we want you to speak truth and listen if half of our congregation leaves it's okay we got your back what we're going to do is we're going to pay your salary as a bunch of entrepreneurs for the next year look if we do that that's the way we use our business to impact culture that's exactly right and and here's i want to give you something very simple that's going to help you lovelife.org lovelife.org is it lovelife.org jason or lovelifeclt.org i think it's lovelife.org this is an organization that Jason and I helped start, and I, I want to give you the history of it here in just a second, but you can bring this to your pastor, and you can say, as an entrepreneur, I will help you get behind this. And this is how he can make his church a house of refuge, and you guys can deal with the abortion clinics that are in your city, or if you're now in a state that will be abor- abortion-free, you guys can help mobilize and get around other entrepreneurs in other cities, and we can resource this financially. We can resource it with our mouths. We have to step in. I mean, we saw Dick's Sporting Goods step in immediately and say, we're going to give $4,000 to any woman that wants to go get an abortion. You know what, you gutless cowards, Dick's Sporting Goods? You're gutless cowards because you're you're even liars because $4,000 to get an abortion is cheaper than paying maternity leave and losing a worker for six to eight weeks. So that's just a cop-out. And all these other organizations, all these other businesses saying that they're going to pay for a woman to go get an abortion. You're an accomplice to the shedding of innocent blood. And you're pushing this stuff because you don't care about the unborn, but you also don't care about that mother. And that's the truth. Whoa, David, man, you're being a little harsh. You know what? It's In, in this battle, there are the enslaved and the enslavers. The enslaved are the people that are trapped in sin. They're, they're people trapped in very difficult situations. And we deal compassionately with them. But the enslavers are those who are manipulating and working the system to enslave people yeah. and to keep them enslaved. Those you have to deal very courageously with and stand against them. So what, what we found here in, at the height of our business in the early 2000s, Jason and I realized, okay, we're a stage three abortion-providing city in Charlotte. We have the busiest abortion clinic in the Southeast, busier than Miami, busier than Atlanta, and yet we have almost 1,100 churches in the metro of Charlotte. How on earth could that happen? So I began, this is David, I began talking and calling other pastors. Nobody wanted to touch this. So I felt the Lord putting, pricking Jason and me, you need to start an organization. Originally, I was yeah. like, well, what church can get on the, what church can do this? And then the Lord began to prick me, you start it. You get something going. So Jason and I began to pray, began to seek the Lord, and we started a 501c3 called Cities for Life. And what we decided to do was that we would get sidewalk counselors that are considered missionaries, and we would have them come to the abortion clinic, 
and be right there at the place where a an abortion-minded, abortion-determined mothers would be, not just abortion-vulnerable. I think we've got a lot of good ministries, pregnancy centers and other things. They really get the abortion-vulnerable. That's awesome. But the abortion-determined, yeah. which means the mother headed into the clinic, and they, they've read all the stuff on the website from this particular abortion facility. They're, they're believing the lies. They're not even being shown their sonograms. Because they 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 know that the, once a woman sees a heartbeat or starts seeing a, a hand and feet and that will really influence her to keep the child and so abortionists here in Charlotte and everywhere really they don't want them to see the the sonogram so how do we get to those moms so we said well let's start cities for life let me stop just for one second because and and this is important you know I mean obviously the the abortion issue has been a, a major issue and David and I've always said it's not just a political issue it is the moral issue of our time and where you stand on life is where you stand on everything. So I think every Christian has to do something about the, the shedding of innocent blood. Okay. So we got to do it just like we have to do something about feeding the homeless. We've got to do something about helping out the poor. I mean, these are, these are commands. This is not just a calling. This is a command. And so all of us have to do something about that, but specifically in your own city where you are and in your own community, there are things that you can do to impact right where you are. So abortion needs to be one, but but you know what? It might be something else too as well. So just whatever principles that you hear today, don't take it as I have to do exactly what Jason and David did. No, we want to tell you a story of what we did when we found out that some junk was going on in our city and, and how we leveraged our business to do something about bringing that to an end. And we're still fighting it. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're still fighting it, but uh, just a small little way that you can use your business to, to make an impact and not just an income and how, you know what, it, it'll probably cost you a few customers or clients or whatever when they find out, okay, you you supported that Christian school over there with $1,000 for their thund- fundraiser or whatever. And, you, and that Christian school teaches people creationism, and I don't believe that stuff, so I'm not going to use you as a business. Who you the heck what? cares? Who cares about that stuff? Let it go. But we just want to share a quick story of what we did as it related to pro-life and using our business to impact culture. And you can do the exact same thing. So we started this organization and we said, okay, we need to make sure that it's not a protest or a demonstration. This is a missions outreach in a very difficult situation for these moms and and sometimes dads when they, when they show up. And so what we got to do is we have to love our neighbor as ourself. How, what, what can we put together that can help them very practically right here and now. Not just say, don't get an abortion, right? Which is important, but it's, we're here to help. Let's, let's, ref, let's reframe this whole thing. It's not standing in front of an abortion clinic saying, don't do this. It's standing there saying, we're here to help. And then what we did was we put together what we call the Life Network. Well, so let we, me, we partnered with pregnancy centers. Let me stop real quick, David, because... The, the the same thing that makes you good at for-profit business makes you good at non-profit business. So the same skills and talents that we had and, and that we had learned from building our business is what we use to build our own little non-profit and, and how David is going to show that to you. But in the scripture, we see passages that when war came to the gates, there was a command by God. And in a few different passages where he said, turn your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. So now war is coming. The enemy's coming in. The Israelites are like getting ready. And God then tells them, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the tools that you use to earn a living 
and I want you to turn those into weapons for now your kingdom deliverance. That's what I want you to do. So we can take that same principle. The the awesome things that you know how to do in business is also something that you can do to impact the culture in a great way. Stuff that doesn't bring an income. Now, bringing in an income is still you affecting culture. I mean, there's no better way to have an impact in someone's life than to sign their paycheck. So we're saying that you run your business as a kingdom business and the business itself has intrinsic value. What David and I are focusing on today is using it with a, in a specific targeted way to have an impact in your culture that doesn't necessarily bring you income, yeah. but it's something you know that you should do with your business. So we utilized our skills in business. We, we started the brand right out of the gate, Cities for Life. And instead of, you know, we, we say the word, it's one thing to be against abortion. It's another thing to be pro-life. So we started the, the brand immediately was instead of framing it, don't get an abortion, it was we're here to help. And in order to do that, you have to have a life network that's willing to help. And so we strategized and we said, okay, what can we do? So we partnered with multiple pregnancy centers. We partnered with other churches and said, if a mother well, chooses me, life. I got to stop you again, man, because what we first started doing, though, was bringing the entrepreneur out. That, that's one of the, one not of the yet. very first. Oh, not, not am yet. I jumping I'm, ahead? Yes, you are. I'm an idiot. Okay, so okay, what, I'll we be decided, what we decided was that, that we, we've got to get these, we partner with these pregnancy centers and partner with these churches so that when a mother chooses life, they have resources. And are these pregnancy centers and these churches willing to resource? And of course, the pregnancy centers are. We just had to convince the churches. And then, of course, when the churches realized, man, a baby shower and prenatal visits and all these other things. And, it, it, and so we were like, okay, this is great. And we also realized that in North Carolina, by God's amazing grace, and in many states, you had to get a, a sonogram before you could get an abortion, which was a law that was passed. So that was awesome. So we strategized and said, okay, can we fund a mobile sonogram unit for one of these pregnancy centers? Can we get it up and going and actually have it parked right here? And we'll tell these moms, hey, save the $300 you're going to spend on an ultrasound. You may not, a lot of them are going there to get pregnancy tests and just to find out, well, am I pregnant or not? What are my options? And yet they're going to the abortion clinic because the abortionists and Planned Parenthood are targeting these moms on online. And so, what we did was we put a business community together and we funded a the, the production and the development of a mobile sonogram unit. And it was a super expensive but super high end. And the next thing you know, we're parking it out front. And these moms, we had our sidewalk counselors with really good branding with, very, you know, everybody's wearing the same thing. And now they're missionaries as opposed to, you know, this is a mission field as opposed to a place of demonstration. And, uh, and we led with the gospel and love and hope and all these other things. And so we're now we're putting these, these moms are coming to the abortion clinic and we're saying, save the money, come on board our medical sonogram unit. And, uh, and we've got a sonographer that's here. It's all licensed. It's medical. It's amazing. And we, it, we could not believe the results. I mean, just dozens and dozens of moms a week coming on board the mobile sonogram unit. Now they're choosing life. And as they're choosing life, they're getting plugged into a network of what we call the Life Network. And it was just so awesome. This thing's actually starting to work here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, and we were so excited about it. And Jason and I then began to leverage our business contacts. And people would want to do business with us. At this time, it was just before we landed HGTV. And we had been franchising and buying and building and growing a lot of other companies. So there were 
different business leaders that would want to meet with us to either establish a joint venture or maybe do business together. And I would just say, well, yeah, we're going to meet, but meet me at, and I would give the address to the abortion clinic and we'd meet there. And they're like, what on earth? What is that sonogram? Where am I? I'm like, it's an abortion clinic. We're going to stand across the street. I'm going to let you watch what our business is funding. Yeah. And I can't, I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs just start weeping as they're seeing these mothers, like some of these younger mothers walking into the abortion clinic with pajamas on and a pillow in their hand. And, and our sidewalk counselors would say, mom, we're here to help you. You don't have to make this choice. Just come on board the mobile unit, save your money. We're here to counsel you. We have a medical team. We have a mentor network. And then seeing some of these moms stop before they go in the door and look over at our sidewalk counselors and then walk to our sidewalk counselors. And then our counselor would give them a hug as they're crying and then lead them onto the mobile sonogram. It was amazing. These entrepreneurs are getting blown away. And then I'm like, now nah, I need 10 grand out of you. I need 50 grand out of you to get this thing, you know, so we can go do another one in another area of the city and stuff. And so we started doing this and and one of those leaders happened to be Justin Reeder, who had a nice-sized company, and God really broke his heart. And after the meeting out there at the abortion clinic, he called me a couple of weeks later and said, I just cannot shake this thing. I, I believe the Lord is calling me to do more. And so he spent the next year praying, fasting, even meeting with our dad, which our dad would meet with him at Cracker Barrel every Tuesday morning for a year. And would just pour into him pro-life theology out of scripture and how this man could take that theology and make it biography, actually practically live it out. And after a year, Justin Reeder then came to Jason and me and he said, guys, I, I believe the Lord is telling me to mobilize the church and create a pro-life in a box system, which can help churches and business leaders partner together to bring life, to usher in a culture of love and life to cities across America. And uh, and he said, and I want to call it Love Life. Well, now Cities for Life no longer exists. We are Love Life. Because what Justin brought to the table was the mobilization of the church, the house of refuge for the church, the ability for a pastor to leverage the business community in their church to actually bring a culture of love and life to their cities. And it is growing like crazy. And I mean, what I love about Justin is he, he 100% used his skills as a business person, as, a, as an entrepreneur, with the development of Love Life. I mean, from the branding to the scaling, to the systems, to the marketing, to the messaging. I mean, everything. If you read our book, Expert Ownership, we've got our 12 steps in there. It, it, Justin did all of these instinctively. He did it even before we wrote the book. He just did all the, all those 12 steps. When you look at all of those things with mission and vision and all of that. And, uh, and, and now we're able to open up chapters all across the nation to, that, that are bringing and, and building a culture of love and life that'll put an end to the abortion and orphan crisis all because there was an entrepreneur, David and I, listen, we just say we're catalysts. But Justin comes in, and here's an entrepreneur that does more than just catalyze, and he develops That's this, right. this nonprofit organization exactly as he developed his for-profit organization because he, he's got seven or eight locations, locations yeah. in different states. And he basically said, I'm going to run it the same way. We're just going to have a different funding model. And so, but now we're seeing it work, yeah, and he's, it's amazing. he's using it, and it's awesome. And this is how we can, as entrepreneurs, use our businesses to impact culture. So wherever you are in whatever city you're in, find the pregnancy centers, get on board, meet with them, see how what resources they need, 
and help them out. Look, don't fill your day so much with the tasks at hand, which I know, I get it. It depends on where you are at your stage in business, that you have no more margin to give back, that you have no margin to step into this battle right now that is raging across this land. You can automate, delegate, or eliminate certain tasks. Sit down, say, what can I automate? What can I delegate? What can I eliminate? So that I can create a two-hour margin once a week where I can help my local pregnancy center, or where I can help mobilize a love life prayer team or sidewalk counseling and other things like this in your city. Do not be silent. The radical left is all in. Dick Sporting Goods, Wells Fargo, Chase Bank, Bank of America, you name it. All the celebrities, you know, for the most part, ESPN. This is insane. They're all standing for abortion, for the shedding of innocent blood. Where are the men and women of God that are using their voice, their resource, their business credibility, and our opportunities to stand it? Because God, to whom much is given, much is required. God has blessed us in the marketplace. We need to step into this moment in history. This is awesome. And we can do it with love by giving life we do not have to shrink back. We do not have to back down. So I just wanted to encourage you. How are we going to, you know, today on this podcast, let's just use our businesses for kingdom impact. Yeah. So we, 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 we pride ourselves on the Expert Ownership Podcast of giving you guys practical everyday tips and, and things that you can do to incorporate into your kingdom business today. That's why we bring Eric in. That's why every now and then we have Larry come back and he'll, he, he can do some stuff. And David and I get next week we have Trey Shinneman. Trey, oh my God, talking you, about marketing. You don't want to miss that. But and funnels. But but there comes a time where something is more important than all of that. And what just happened with Roe v. Wade is one of those things. And so we want to make sure that we are encouraging those of you out there who are kingdom minded entrepreneurs, which is which should be everybody who's listening to this podcast, that you are willing to use your business to use your income and to use your influence to impact your culture in a great way and david and i would strongly say that standing for life in the womb now life outside the womb as well look with with love life and with all that we do look these moms man once once they choose life it's like hey now we kick into that's right into our network now we kick in and help them in all sorts of other things so, but these these are important important things to consider. So, normally we would finish with own it or loan it, but I think the the gravity of this conversation, we're going to skip own it or loan it until our <laughs> podcast next week with Trey Shinneman. So, in the meantime, listen, choose impact over income, but if you can have both, that's even better because Jason and I could never have had the impact with Cities for Life if we did not have the income to fund that bad boy to get that thing up off the ground. That and it's going so to be the true. same thing with you. So write write to us. Let us know what you want us to talk about because some people reach out to us sometimes and say, hey, man, are you guys going to ever cover this or that or that? We love to hear that kind of stuff from you guys because we want to, we want to meet the needs of the community. And also subscribe to the podcast. Review us. Give us a review. Give us a good rating. How about Come that? Come on. Come on. Just do, do a good rating. Are you kidding me? All right. Now we're done begging. Go out there and have an impact. Let's stand for life. Let's be a voice, and let's get behind that voice with some practical application. God bless you guys. Go get them. 